Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Okay? I'm back at it again, man. And boy, oh boy, do we have some things to talk about today. All right? The New York Jets have brought in some offensive coordinators, you know, or some potential offensive coordinator candidates, excuse me. So they're continuing to interview, casting that wide net. We're also going to be talking about the rumors that are swirling surrounding Aaron Rodgers and, you know, the Jets. A lot of people talking about the Jets being extremely interested and, we're QB hungry. Peter King has made some discussions. Also going to be talking about as well a report. Elijah Moore went off on uh, Mike LaFleur. We got a little bit more of a, you know, uh, look into that situation. Uh, one of our beat writers, Rosen Black, uh, spoke about or wrote about that as well and also spoke about it too on, on different platforms as well. So we're going to be talking about that tonight too. We have a lot to cover, okay? I'm talking about a lot to cover. So listen. Let me go ahead and get into the show. Look, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. I want to shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on iTunes as well, folks. All right? Go on over to iTunes. Search. Okay? The Long Beach Joe Show, The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes, okay? Go ahead and follow, subscribe to the show on there, and leave me a five-star rating, man. Leave me a five-star rating. I love hearing about what you folks do. Leave me some feedback on there as well. That always helps your boy out, you know? So leave me some feedback. Let me know how you folks think about what I'm doing over here with the show as well. I want to thank everybody that's already done that, too. I truly appreciate it. Your boy is also you know, on social media as well. Go on over to Twitter, okay, at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter, okay? Go on over there, follow the show's page, or I'll follow you right back. Let's go back and forth. I'm also on Facebook as well, okay, again, the Long Beach Joe Show on Facebook, okay? We're also on YouTube too. For those of you that don't know, that just listen to the content, thank you for that. But there's also people that go that extra step, and they come on over to YouTube. You go on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? You go on over there, and then guess what? They'd be like, yo, you go live, you do the show live. Salutes to all the savages in the chat as well, Venom G's, all my other guys in there. You know, salutes to him. Salutes to everyone else. And you guys go back and forth. You have such a good time. I say, yeah. And then they also say, hey, Joe, you look good too, you know? We didn't know you were so handsome. We, we love the voice. We love the takes. We love everything else. But, man, the live show, the, the audience, and then we got you. And, then, man, what's going on? And I say, hey, look, you know, I try to be the total package or close to it. You know, I'm not an arrogant guy. You know, I'm just working with what I got. But thank you for that. And, I'll, again, I want to thank everybody that joins me on YouTube. Again, come on over, Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Hit that subscription button and hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, all right? So salutes to everybody. Listen, we have a lot to get into, okay, a lot to get into. First, we're going to start with the New York Jets search for an offensive coordinator. It's continuing, all right? We've had multiple 
candidates in, as we all know, Kevin Petullo, and, you know, we tried to request Daryl Bevel, but, you know, he declined it. Uh, there's other guys that we've brought in as well, Brad Johnson. There's a list of names. Well, there's more that are currently, or there was more that currently, uh, you know, happened as well. We did request for Bill Callahan, who's currently the Browns' offensive line coach. Uh, he was, you know, a former Raiders head coach as well. He was also their coordinator before, too, for about four years before he became the head coach. Uh, you know, went to a Super Bowl with him as well. He did really good things there. Uh, 2000, he led the league in rushing there. 2002, they led the league in passing with the Raiders. He was also, you know, a head coach in Nebraska as well. Went down to the college ranks, 03 to 07. He was also with the New York Jets too. Some of y'all remember him from that as well. 08 to 011, he was the Jets offensive line coach and the assistant head coach. Those were the Rex years, you know. Those were the Rex years. All right, two AFC championships in that time. 2009, the Jets led the league in rushing. You know, so we were trying to get him in the building, you know, uh, sent out a, a uh, request to interview him. He declined it, and he also signed an extension with the Browns to continue to be on their staff. So he's going to be there. So it sucks, you know, this guy that, you know, definitely has a, a quite a long resume, as we all know here uh, in the NFL, and we've seen him do it on multiple levels. And, again, he's been to a Super Bowl, but, you know, he decided to stick with the Browns. And as we talked about, you got to wonder – how tough is it going to be to fill this job? Because a lot of people, like myself, want that veteran mind in there, want that veteran play caller. But when you look at all the things that are swirling that makes the Jets' job as an offensive, offensive coordinator so uncertain, whether we talk about you know, the conundrum at quarterback, who could it be? Then you talk about, hey, if you come in here, you got to you know, have a plan ready to, to, to fix Zach Wilson. Could that be a deterrent? Also, could job security be a deterrent as well, you know? We've heard that Woody Johnson say, hey, you know, I'm not really worried about that. It's not a playoff mandate. you got to wonder, is Woody Johnson really telling the truth? I don't think anybody thinks that, okay? So you got to think, hey, you got to come in. you got to get your, get your offensive system into place immediately. you got to figure out how to fix this quarterback. you got to wonder who they're going to bring in at quarterback because, again, they said they were going to attack that quarterback market. And then you look around and you're like, if I can't get all of this done, done and have my offense humming within the first year, I could be on my butt, you know, out the door in a second, along with Sulla and, you know, the rest of the guys that are here. And some people, and we'll talk about this tonight, some people think uh, the Jets don't make the playoff next year. We should move on from Joe Douglas. There have been some Jets fans that I've gone back and forth with that have said that. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you what others have said. So he declined again and stuck with the Browns, but we were able to bring some guys in. Chad O'Shea, the Browns wide receiver coach, was the guy we brought in. Now, this is a guy that has an interesting history. He's a Patriots disciple. He's with the Patriots from 2009 to 2018. He was their wide receivers coach. Then in 2019, he went to the Dolphins with Brian Flores to be their offensive coordinator. Now, after one season with the Dolphins, he was fired. And what's kind of weird is uh, the, the circumstance, circumstances surrounding his firing. Now, he was in a meeting with Fitzpatrick when he, you know, was called into a meeting with Flores. So he excused himself from the closeout meeting. It was at the end of the season with Fitzpatrick and went in to talk to Flores and Flores fired him. He went back into the meeting with Fitzpatrick and told Fitzpatrick that he had gotten fired and Fitzpatrick was shocked. Now, the, the talk around the locker room from a lot of the players that were there, you know, at that point that he was there was that they felt like his offensive system was – 
not fit for what they were doing. Um, there was a lot of, a lot of players that said he tried a, to run a lot of the plays that the Patriots had ran with the Dolphins, uh, you know, offensive roster, and it just wasn't working. They also said that they felt like his system was extremely complex. And during film study and when it was supposed to be time for teaching and instruction to feel out players, to let them know, hey, this is how you do things, you know, to explain to them the system and let them know how it works and understand their role within it, they said he was not very good at that. And that's a lot of red flags, okay? That set off a lot of red flags. Because if you look here, again, we're trying to figure things out here offensively. We got Zach Wilson. If you don't understand, first off, if, you're, if your scheme is too complex, which is what we just got, you know, done with, dealing with, with Mike LaFleur, a lot of the players, according to Rosenblatt's article, a lot of players felt like, you know, that the, the, the system was needlessly complicated with LaFleur. Well, if it's needlessly complicated with LaFleur, can you imagine how complex this system is going to be that's coming in? You know, and then when you have a poor, when you do a poor job of, teaching players how things are things are supposed to work within the system and teaching them where they're supposed to be and their cues and all those things. If you're not really good at conveying your system and simplifying it enough so that people can understand those are a lot of red flags too, especially when you're talking about building Zach Wilson. Okay. Who's already going to have a tough time going into a system that's even more complex than the Shanahan system. Right? So when you look at this situation, you got to wonder, and you also got to wonder about the rest of the locker room as well. You know, can he get guys involved? Can he help guys, other guys understand the system easily as well so you can get clicking and humming easy? Because we need to do that immediately this year. So if the system is that complex where it's tough, boy, oh, boy, there's going to be some situations. So we brought Chad O'Shea in. Um, hopefully he's learned from those situations that, you know, he went through with the Dolphins, and uh, he'll, you know, get a clean state. But he's a guy that does have play-calling history, so that's big as well. Joe Brady was a guy that we requested as well. Now, Joe Brady currently is the Bills QB coach, which bodes well here again. We're a guy that's trying to – we're trying to find somebody to fix Zach Wilson. In 2020, he was the Panthers' offensive coordinator. He was fired in the middle of the second season because the offense just, you know, wasn't, wasn't doing what it felt like they should be doing. Again, Matt Rule got rid of him. Now, keep in mind, man, okay, they have some injuries. McCaffrey went down. There were some things going on. But Joe Brady at one point was a guy that a lot of people were looking at and thinking, hey, he could be a head coach somewhere. I remember he was the hot name. And one of the things that really you know, got him clicking and rolling as far as on this NFL level was what he was able to do in college. This was one of the guys that helped Joe Burrow get that you know, number one pick in the draft. They were the guys that kind of built him. In 2019, they put together one of the greatest – offenses in college football history there at LSU. And he was one of the guys that was in the room that really helped mastermind that situation. So, you know, he's done some things in the league. He's put some things together. Um, so he's a guy that the Jets are looking at, you know, possibly becoming an offensive coordinator here. And we also interviewed Clint Kubiak as well. Now, Clint Kubiak, in case you don't know that Kubiak name, all right, listen, I talked about it. I want Gary Kubiak, Okay. That's who I want to be the Jets' offensive coordinator. This is actually his son. Clint Kubiak, uh, you know, was with the Broncos. Uh, the, he was a passing game coordinator for the Broncos. He was also their QB coach, uh, you know, last season as well. Um, he called plays under Nathaniel Hackett, you know, and, it, again, we know how that ended. They ended up clearing out the staff there. Before a few games, he called plays. 
He was also the Vikings offensive coordinator in 2021. So, again, here's a guy that has a background in helping QBs, being a QB coach, and he also is a guy that's called plays before. So he might be able to come in here and get some things done. So we're going to be discussing that as well, wondering what you folks think about that. And also, let me tell you something. There's rumors swirling about Aaron Rodgers here. A lot of people talking about the Jets possibly moving forward and making a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Let me tell you. This guy, I mean, he's serious business, but you got to wonder. Peter King came out today and talked about it. A lot of people wondered if it was possible, and he immediately started talking about Aaron Rodgers' cap numbers. He said, well, consider that Aaron Rodgers' cap numbers in the next two years would be $48.3 million combined. It's manageable, you know? And as for the compensation, a lot of people are wondering what the, what the New York Jets would have to give up to Green Bay to get Aaron Rodgers. And I've talked about this before. I said at least two first-round picks, maybe more, and Peter King agreed as well. He said the Packers are pretty much looking for two first-round picks. And he also went on to speak about how the Jets are, you know, very desperately looking for a quarterback. As we know, Woody Johnson has come out this offseason as well and talked about how he's willing to spin big. Sulla has talked about attacking the quarterback market and, um, you know, making sure that they do what they need to do to address that situation. Of course, he deferred to Joe Douglas, but we all know that if Joe Douglas wants to get something done, we've seen him go out there and do what it takes. You know, we saw him chase after Tyreek Hill. We were in the running. We've seen him go after other guys. So a lot of people are looking at Aaron Rodgers, you know, as possibly being the next uh, New York Jets starting quarterback here. Even Joe Namath came out and said that if Aaron Rodgers is a Jet, He'll unretire that number to allow Aaron Rodgers to wear it. Wow. <laughs> that, that's, that's big. And there's more reports coming out as well, you know, from people that are in the know within that Packers organization, that the Packers want to trade him outside of the NFC, and they're willing to deal exclusively with teams from the AFC. That bodes well for us. <laughs> that bodes well for us. All right. We're in that AFC East. So we're going to be discussing that quite a, quite a cap hit again. Aaron Rodgers, 40 years old as well. You know, Peter King says 48 million, depending on who you listen to, depends on the numbers. Uh, Ian Rappenport said 60 million, you know, so we'll see what's going on with that, but it's going to be a hefty price tag to bring him in the building. At least two first round picks. That's probably just the starting talks, right? But when you look at what, you look back at other quarterbacks, older quarterbacks that have been traded. Matthew Stafford, at 32 years old, was traded for two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff. You know, and the Rams were able to get Stafford, and the Lions got all that capital. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pony up. All right. So we're gonna get to the lines in just a second. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Keep in mind when you call in, you know, I want to be able to hear you. Make sure your phone's good. No crazy background noise, all right? Also, as well, the Pro Football Writers Awards have come out. Sauce Garner has been voted to the Pro Football Writers All-NFL team, along with Quentin Williams as well. Salute to the both of those guys. Justin Hardy has made the Pro Football Writers All-AFC team as well, all right? Sauce Garner also was named the NFL Rookie of the Year and NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year by the same Pro Football Writers Awards. And uh, Garrett Wilson as well won the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. So those guys are doing things, man. We also, the Jets also re-signed 
safety Will Parks to a one-year deal. So we're going to get to these lines, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers again, wherever you're watching me from. All right. Also, subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the stream as well. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. I could go on all night about these Jets. We're doing a lot of different things here. We're trying to change things up. We got to find a quarterback. So the first caller I'm going to go to here, I'm going to go to my guy, Rusty. Rusty, we're coming directly to you. I need to hear from Rusty, man. Rusty calling in early. Salutes to you, Rusty. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, for those of you that do not know, this man, Rusty, oh, he's a savage. Rusty, salute, salute man. There's so much on the table, man. Listen, we need to start off right off the bat. We brought some guys in. What are your thoughts about some of the guys that we've interviewed so far, this coaching situation? Do you have a favorite? Is there a front runner in your mind to become the Jets' next offensive coordinator? Who's the guy you want? I personally, I'd want Shane uh, Stechback or Stechback, the guy who is the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. That's who I'd want personally, Shane. But um, other than that, I mean, that's a hope and a prayer. But then I guess, I guess Reich. I don't like any of the other guys. I really don't. Um, I'm not feeling it, especially with the name like Nathaniel Hackett. You break it down, it's Nah Hack. You know, we already dealt with a hack and burger. It's, I don't know, man. It's, yeah, you know, it's, I, it's not too good luck. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I hate don't know. Nathaniel Hackett. I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't hate I'm not fan of him. I wouldn't hate Nathaniel Hackett. I think he could come in here again. He's a head coach. I, you know, as a head coach, no thank you, but he's not coming in here to be a head coach. I think he would be a solid offensive play caller here. So I like Hackett. I like, you know, some of the other guys that we've looked at as well. Uh, again, if we're going inexperienced guy, no NFL kind of play calling, Brad Johnson is a guy that I would be uh, very interested in just seeing the work that he's done with Hurts. But when you look at the Jets quarterback situation, this is where I want to go with you, man. Aaron Rodgers is being talked about constantly with the New York Jets. <laughs> I mean, there are rumors swirling left and right about him. Now, now Rusty, listen. If you were the Jets general manager, what is the most that you would be willing to give up for Aaron Rodgers in a trade? A trade? I mean, I don't even know. I, I Honestly, I don't even want – I wish he was like a free agent in a way. I don't want to give up draft picks this year. <laughs> that I don't ain't want happening. to give up the that ain't farm. Happening. I know it's not happening. Wow. But I don't – like, then I, then I wouldn't want him because he doesn't, he doesn't want Super Bowls. He wants MVPs. Like what? He said it. What are you he talking about? That. He's got a Super Bowl, Rusty. I know that. He's, He's saying that he wants more MVPs. He doesn't say anything about oh. Super Bowls anymore. And well, if I don't know, if man, that's MVP, a big that's price tag, well, and that's a lot to give up. Listen, if you're an MVP in this league, that means you're really good, right? That means you're, yeah. you're the most valuable player at that. He'd be the most valuable quarterback, right? If he comes in here and has an MVP season, can you please tell me how the Jets don't win a Super Bowl? We got a top defense. Because Packers didn't win a Super Bowl when he was MVP. But with with the defense that we have, if if Zach Wilson, let's say if Zach Wilson was an NFL MVP this year, right, we we would have clearly have been in the talks to either be in the Super Bowl or be close, right? We need centers. 
We need linebackers, safeties. If we give up two firsts at bare minimum, that's uh, where do you start then? You're already behind the ball. You know what I, I mean? I want to play devil's because that's not where it's I want to play devil's because advocate. they're gonna. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I just meant to say, play... you know, like for Stafford and stuff, where you said, you know, what mm-hmm. they did get uh, the two first, third, and other things. If we gave up this year's. If because it, it's definitely going to be more than two firsts. If we give up this year's first, third, next year's first, fourth, you know that's a huge chunk taken out. You know that's mm-hmm. like uh, Elijah Vera Tucker gone type of person. That's what we did. You know that's like a Sauce type of person gone. That's like a Brees Hall type of person gone. It's I don't know. We need we need offensive linemen, linebackers. Okay. Safety. So That's what that. I mean. And I would rather have DTR or Max Hack, uh, Max uh, Dugan. Honestly. Okay. So let, let me do this. Let me. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, right? Because I hear yeah. this and I hear your argument. But the question becomes, okay, if you can get a guy that is a Hall of Famer, legitimately he is, and he's still elite. It's not like Aaron Rodgers has fallen off some crazy cliff. No, he's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I understand that the New York Jets have deficiencies in certain areas. Every team does. No one is, 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 is you know, indestructible. No one is, you know, just there's something wrong with every single team, right? We all talked about the Bills yeah. being a Super Bowl contender. They're not even in the playoffs anymore, right? We saw them. Well, that's just a Buffalo miserable. So that's just in their nature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but every team <laughs> has deficiencies. But here's the deal. You bring in Aaron Rodgers. You talked about offensive line. We need to address that. Guess what? The deficiencies offensively will become minimal because of how good he's going to be, right? When you look at other teams yeah, that have their quarterbacks go down, hold, hold on a second, Rusty. When you look yeah, at other teams, I, I know. I pulled the you see their quarterbacks going down, right? When you see their quarterbacks go down, guess what? You start to see the deficiencies on a team. You start to see them need to lean on other things more. Aaron Rodgers is oh, yeah. getting the ball so quickly out of his hands that it won't matter. Now, keep in mind, it's not like we're going to be blowing out whole drafts. That's not what's going to happen. We'll probably, again, I talked about it. I think we'll probably give up something close. Or most teams that are vying for your services are going to probably have to give up two first-round picks, if not three. But if you give up two, you're definitely going to be giving up some change, some other picks as well. Now, that puts a greater – uh, you know, bear responsibility on Joe Douglas to hit on those other picks in the mid rounds at second on down, which we've seen him do to continue to build this roster, right? ATV is going to be yeah. coming back healthy. Beckton's going to be coming back healthy. We'll see what they'll be able to do, you know, on other spots as well. We need another tackle. We've seen the other side. Again, Tomlinson is going to be our left guard, so we're solid there. So more than likely, we're going to need to address the tackle position and center position, right? Well, guess what? Yep. You can do all those things with the picks that you have left. The elite quarterback play that you're going to get from Aaron Rodgers, your offense is going to be booming. You're going to be booming. Yeah, that's if he could stand if up. You, had Aaron you, Rodgers, know, you need those The Jets one. are in the playoffs for sure. The Jets are in the playoffs for sure if we have Aaron Rodgers this year. The Jets are going far in the playoffs. And that helps everything else. Elite. Look at how long we've been searching for a quarterback. Think about it. Forever. You want me to? I can, oh, that's honest. We can go down, yeah, forever. Yeah. We can go down the, the, the name, right? Geno Smith, Bryce mm-hmm. Petty, Sam Darnold, yeah. Christian Hackenberg. I, I can, we can keep going on. The list of bodies that have come here and been gone, right? At one point, we had Tebow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's like, okay, God where couldn't are you even help us. I know. Quarterback play. 
Yeah, when are you going to get that elite quarterback play? When? Because, hell, we can throw Zach Wilson in that pile, too, because he has done nothing. Everybody, most Jets fans, I haven't closed the door on him, I want to be clear, but most Jets fans already consider him a bust. So why are we not talking about trading capital for Aaron Rodgers when he's the key that will help us unlock the door? If the that's the case, I'd want to I'd wanna lessen the blow, and I'd, I'd take more with him. I'd be like, see you later, bro. Get out of here. Go and get. Like, oh, I've, I've had it with more, too. Honest to God. And it's not even just, like, just being an idiot, you know, cursing at the coach and stuff like that, which shouldn't even be tolerated. But his IQ on in crucial situations, you know, he runs backwards. He can't keep his foot down. He does, like, it. it it's it's troublesome. Like, it's stupid well, that how, you know, LaFleur kept him out of the game plans as a punishment, but that guy can be a cancer too, man, and I just see it blooming. So, well, I'd be cool you know, with and, it. And that, that, yeah, that, that's another situation. But, again, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is a guy that, that we need to really start talking about possibly being <laughs> coming here. And if the Jets want to chase after him, I don't want to give up too much, but I'm telling you, I'd be willing to go pretty darn far. Yeah. To get that there's got to be a limit. Situation. There's got to be a yeah. limit, though. Yeah, you there, know? There, of course. Listen, Joe Douglas is not going to give up, you know, just any old thing. He's definitely going to attack the right way. But <laughs> you can't do that farm Rogers. to get the horse, you know. So Yeah, but that's, so. listen, but that's what we need. That's what we need. That's our biggest issue here. Now, as we continue on, Rusty, my final question for you is, man, you look at this situation, right? You talked a little bit about it about Elijah Moore going off on Mike LaFleur. That kind of, that happened after the show, and, you know, the report mm-hmm. came out. Give me your thoughts on that. We saw that blow up, but, again, with Rosenblatt being able to come in, we really got to look really into the situation. It was really laid out and, uh, you know, uh, laid out and communicated to us, you know, very effectively. How do you feel about, you know, Elijah Moore going off on LaFleur and telling him to, to go, you know, F himself, no cursing on my show, to go F himself? Yeah. And that he sucked. How would you feel about it? Also, what are your thoughts about a lot of players believing that his system was needlessly complicated, like Zach Wilson? Well, his system was needlessly complicated. Mims didn't know have to know fifty eight positions, you know, eighteen that didn't exist on the field, you know, just to even play. So that that just shows you that it's ridiculous. I don't blame him for saying it, but at the same time, like, you know, kick rocks, pound salt, I'll put it nicely. But at the same time, he can't do it, and it just shows you his character of that person. You know, you bring him aside and you say that you don't do that in front of the whole team and stuff like that. That's a, you know, and he's he's done, like, stuff like that similar to his past and uh, Ole Miss, you know, not to that degree, I don't think, but things could have been kept in-house. But he's heard and seen some things before how, you know, it's like ego temperament gets the better of them. You know, you, you can't mm-hmm. – you're a professional athlete. You can't – in a room full of, you know, a bunch of grown men. You know, you're not going to – if before had any bulls whatsoever, I, dude, I would have grabbed more than, like, what? You know what I mean? They would have had a – I mean, I guess that's why I'm not a coach or in the NFL. But, you know, like, <laughs> you, you, you know – you don't, you know, you don't do that sort of thing. If you bring somebody into, you know, bring them aside, be like, hey, man, you know, you you tell them like that, you know, man to man, straight up. It, I guarantee you things would be different, but you can't do that in front of, you know, a whole team. I'm surprised Salah didn't do it. I mean, I'm maybe mm-hmm. Salah wasn't there, but you know, Salah would pick him up like a toothpick. You know, mm-hmm. just like, what are you huh? doing, kid? I don't, I don't know. That doesn't sit well with me. So. 
And just between that and just his, his overall play, like on the field with his lack of IQ and, you know, situations that's necessary, I, you know, I'd be like, you know what? Best of luck to you somewhere else, and I hope we can get the most for you, honestly. Well, I listen, you know, I wide receivers are dime I, a dozen. I like don't that. know about that. We struggled. We struggled to get wide receivers here, but two. I don't want to see Elijah Moore gone again. I think there was a lot of people frustrated. As again, as the as the season continued to play out, we saw the offense become frustrated again with Zach Wilson's lack of execution as well. We saw oh, that's Garrett understandable. Wilson but that's on the floor. You know. Yeah, I yeah. fully so, agree. That's on the listen, floor, but yeah. So I got to slide off yeah. rescue. We got other callers. I want to thank yeah. you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, my friend. You too, man. Salutes, Joe. Have a good All one. Right. Salutes, man. Salutes to everybody. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We want to get to everybody. All right? But we'll, you know, we'll make sure we get to everybody. Also, please make sure your phone line's good. I want to be able to hear you. All right, and there's no cursing on my show. I know people get frustrated, but no cursing on my show because I get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Fashion, we got Mike LaFleur. <laughs> that was fast. That was fast. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 602 9639. 515 602 9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I am going to my guy, Ted. Ted, we're coming directly to you. Phenom, Steve, other callers as well. Hold on. We'll get to you in a second. Salutes to you, Ted. I want to thank you for calling in. For those of you that do not know, that man, Ted, oh, he's a savage. Good evening, Joe. Damn, Ted. Salutes, Ted. Listen, we're talking it all. We're talking about it all, Ted. We're talking Jets bringing in, you know, offensive coordinator candidates. You got – you know, the report coming out with Elijah Moore going off on Mike LaFleur, and we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, Ted. Listen, rumors are swirling, man. They're swirling that the Jets mm-hmm. are going to be one of the teams that's going to be all in on Aaron Rodgers, that they love him. They're desperately looking for a quarterback, as you and I both know. What are your thoughts, man? Mm-hmm. If you're the Jets' general manager, if you're Joe Douglas for the day, you got to trade for Aaron Rodgers. What is the most you'd be willing to give up for him? Good evening, Joe. Um you know, when you brought up the Stafford trade, uh, Stafford was 32. They did give mm-hmm. up quite a few first-rounders and additional picks. Um, in all honesty, I would go first and a third. I wouldn't give up two first-rounders for Rogers for a two-year rental. Um, and the second, the 2024 first-rounder could be a top-ten pick. Um, I know Rogers is Rogers. I, I would be happy with Carr and other pieces that you could add. The one thing that I can see about Rodgers, though, is he would bring other players that would want to play, you know, other mm-hmm. maybe from the Packers or other teams that want to chase a ring, mm-hmm. you know, which would, which could help us. Okay. I just now, can't now go two first-rounders, Joe. Mm-hmm. Can you can you tell me why we can't go two first-rounders? I, I'm, again, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. You're getting elite quarterback mm-hmm. play. Again, we you know I just brought up the Matthew Stafford trade two pick I think two first rounders a third, and uh, you know he, he got some first rounders a third, and and golf as well was thrown into the deal, right? So why am why am I not going to give up two first rounders for an elite Hall of Fame quarterback that's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league that immediately comes in and legitimizes 
my QB position. Why? I, Why I am I not doing I understand. That? Yeah, I understand, Joe, because uh, he's, he's 39, and he still has skills. We And I agree with Rusty previously, some of his points, especially we do need pieces that we don't have. We Our offensive line is unsettled. I know we have additional picks and all that. Uh, our offensive line is unsettled. We need some safeties. Have to sign Quinn in. I don't know, Joe. Maybe we're just gun-shy as Jet fans to really go for the gusto. And, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, there's a price you have to pay to get somebody like Rodgers, but I just think two, two first is steep. And I don't know... I don't know who else is going to pay. Uh, the Dolphins can't afford two first, probably. They just got Tyreek Hill in a trade. Um, I don't know what other AFC team could. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Titans. Maybe they could get him. Mm-hmm. That's that's maybe the only other team I could see in the AFC. I don't know, mm-hmm. Joe. I I'm a I'm, I'm a build through the draft guy, and I would be happy with Derek Carr and and some other pieces, and still add through the draft. But okay. I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I, and I hear that. And again, I've, I've, I'm a guy that that you know is like Derek Carr as well. I've talked about it. But if we're just talking mm-hmm. about two first round picks for Aaron Rodgers, look, I I get it. You know, two first round picks. We value draft capital, but we have literally been looking for a quarterback for I don't know how long, man. And this is getting old. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Sure to you. Is. This is getting old. All right. We we, we yep. every single year we come out of the season going, okay, we don't know if we have a quarterback. There was flashes first year with Sam. Oh, my God, we just – we don't know, right? We don't do enough around him. He ends up falling off. Now, those flashes, okay, hopefully next year is the next step for Zach Wilson. We we just never have the quarterback, all right? And I'm yep. tired of it. Yep. I understand building through the draft. And look, look, I get it. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I get build through the draft, mm-hmm. blah, 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 right? Look, if mm-hmm. you can't build it, then you buy it, all right? I tell people that mm-hmm. all the time. Stuff that I don't know how to build, I go to the store and I buy it, all right? That's what I do. I don't know how to build land. That's why I go buy them, all right? I'm tired right. of that. I, I, want, I want elite quarterback play. I want somebody that's going to come in here, command respect from the quarterback position, right, put us in positions, not kill us every single week, and lift the team when necessary. And Aaron Rodgers can do every single one of those things, all right, every single one, all right? You, I, look, I get it. We need better safeties, okay? I mean, Whitehead is solid, right? He's okay. I know Jets fans want to cut him. They want to cut everybody, okay? But guess what? When you get quarterback, quarterbacks that can come in, it's the truth. They want to cut everybody. We, yeah. People yeah, that talk about you. cutting everybody every offseason. All right, get rid of Whitehead. Get rid of this guy. Get rid of the guy. Well, you got to replace them. Guess what? You get a quarterback in here that can put up points, and a lot of these deficiencies go away, okay? You won't have mm-hmm. to worry about core, the safety play and all this stuff. Our defense was top five. Top, I think we were ranked fourth overall this league, in the league. Fourth right. overall. Right. Why are we talking about safe linebacker play? Okay, yeah, C.J. Moses is going to come back. For those of you that don't know, we've seen the accolades from him this offseason. He's done a lot of great things. Like, look, we need a quarterback. If we had a quarterback this season, we'd be in the playoffs. A lot of people have talked about it. If the New York Jets had just anything better than what we had, right, outside of Mike White with his injuries going back, we'd be somewhere. Why are we passing up on Aaron Rodgers? Why do so many Jets fans want to turn the back on Aaron Rodgers and not get this guy? I just I don't understand it. And, again, I get the first-round picks. 
But that is a drop mm-hmm. in the bucket for elite talent. And we have, right, what we all believe is the best general manager in all of football. Look at how great his drafts have been deep, right? We've been able to get a guy like Elijah Moore, who's extremely talented. That's a second-round pick. We got Brees Hall, who looked out of this world before the injury. He's a second-round pick. That just puts more pressure on him to hit in those mid-rounds, but he'll be able to do that, especially at the offensive mm-hmm. line position. I mean, what are your thoughts on mm-hmm. that? I had a thought, Joe. I don't know if I agree with my thought even, but I'm going to throw it out to you. Would you trade Quinn in for, straight up for Aaron Rodgers? Not that I agree with it, but he's probably worth yeah. two first-rounders. No, I don't, I don't think that. For, I don't think they take that, and I, I, I don't think they mm. would take that. And I, I think that that mm. would be – and I've heard Jets fans talk about that too. Well, let's get rid of Quinn and Williams. Why are we getting rid of, of an all-pro? Why are we doing mm. that? Why are we getting rid of an all pro sure. that makes an impact, right? That that he doesn't play mm-hmm. a, he plays great for oh, us, I love Quinn, right? though. I do love him. He, yeah, mm-hmm. he's our he's our sack leader, right? We all talk about it. He's the guy that gets after it. When we played the Lions and he wasn't playing, you saw the stark difference along the defensive line. There was no no disruption. There wasn't a guy causing the chaos, so everybody was eating off that. Why are we getting rid of Quinn Williams? We don't have to do that, mm. all right? Mm. When you draft, especially when you draft a guy and take him that high, you hope that whatever defensive lineman you draft turns out to be Quinn Williams. So if we got Quinn Williams, let's do Why are we getting rid of him? Why don't we just add? Why are we subtracting? By, why don't we just add instead of subtracting? Why don't we just add I, Aaron Rodgers to the roster? You know, I, that's, I, that's my I did so. say I don't necessarily agree with my thought, but let me say this, Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Lions did win the Matt, the Lions did win the Matt, Matt Stafford trade. I mean, Matt Stafford did win the Super Bowl, but went, yeah. the Lions are gonna okay. the Lions are set up. The Lions are set up, and Goff is a very good quarterback. I would say mm-hmm. maybe in the top fifteen somewhere, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of talent and a heck of a coach. That team's on the rise, and. They got a lot of picks, were able to rebuild, and, and Goff was a, a throw-in, and it, it happened to be that the Rams, I think, general manager, went to the Lions and actually liked Goff. So, mm-hmm. Joe, I understand we are Jet fans. We haven't won. I, but maybe maybe for a 39-year-old quarterback, I just don't want to spend the two ones, and that's I, – I get it. I, I, I get the other end of the spectrum. I'd be happy with Carr. And uh, you know maybe trading for DeAndre Hopkins or some other pieces that mm. we can we can add uh, get rid of Corey da- Mr. Corey holding penalty Davis Paul starting <laughs> Corey Davis hands of stone Corey Davis I mean that kind of thing we can upgrade you know that's what we need Joe we need to take Corey Davis and you know upgrade that certain that, you know you know what we should do Joe if you want to get if you want to get yeah. Rogers bring in Lazard with him. Bring in Lazard with him. Mm. You know, somebody he's familiar I mean, with and then get rid of Corey. Yeah. Oh, but only for a first and a third. Now, as we continue on, my well, next question you know, for you, you started talking about the wide receiver position. We saw reports come mm-hmm. out about Elijah Moore, you know, in that heated exchange. We got more of a, a look into the situation uh, from Rosenblatt, the Jets beat writers, about how Elijah Moore mm-hmm. went off on LaFleur, uh, you know, go, told him, you know, told him off uh, <laughs> during practice. I don't have a problem like with it, Go ahead. Give me your thoughts. I don't have a problem with it, Why don't you have a problem with it? At all. Mm-hmm. Because, let me say this, Joe. Uh, 
Trevor Lawrence came out and said, I know it's Trevor Lawrence. He's your first pick and everything. Trevor Lawrence came out and mm-hmm. said that Doug Peterson designed the offense around him. I bet you LaFleur is such an a-hole that he came in mm-hmm. with his – sorry, Joe. Came in with his – I think mm-hmm. Came in with no, his, you didn't his you know, his uh, strict theory and philosophy and ran exactly his playbook. And guess what? It didn't work. And P, and these are guys' livelihoods, Joe. Elijah Moore probably saw his uh, his not production say, "Man, my career is going to blow up with this guy." Mm-hmm. You know, it's costing him money. You know, these guys have to be paid. I mean, these guys don't go in the NFL for. You know, uh, I know a lot of them love the game, but they want to make a living out of it. You know, and if you're not getting utilized, what you feel is proper in the in the offense, I got I would say, and, and Lafour is maybe stubborn enough to keep doing what he did and run left on first down and, you know, Zach Wilson, no rollouts and no bootlegs. I mean, I would be like, what the heck are we doing in this offense, dude? You know, I would be, yeah. I wouldn't be happy, you know, and I'm just a, I'm just a yeah. watcher of the game. Never played yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, listen, I, understand. I hear you. My, my. Go, mm. go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Go I, ahead, I hear you, you know, but I, the thing was, and again, Especially at that time, we were winning. I didn't like the distraction, mm-hmm. but we had mm-hmm. already heard, you know, Denzel Mims request a trade as well. Then we heard, you know, about a lot huh? more the way he went off. It was just very interesting to really get a look into, you know, a real look into it as everything kind of unfolded as Rosenbach kind of yep. played it, painted the picture, even with Zach Wilson, you know, feeling like the system was needlessly complicated. He wasn't the only player on offense that felt that way. Uh, there were also reports yep. again swirling. I think Jordan Schultz came out with a report that was, you know, I guess kind of washed away as being inaccurate by our local beat, but he came out and talked about it. Zach Wilson's name, the starter, the Jets on the Jets ever again. It's going to be a mutiny and all these things and how, you know, players, I think there was rumors swirling about C.J. Uzama talking to Zach Wilson just about, mm-hmm. you know, the quarterback play and kind of straightening things up. So, yeah, it, it was getting mm-hmm. a bit weird there, but, you know, uh, Joe, can I say one that thing? situation is, yeah, it's rough. Go ahead. I'll let you finish up. Joe, the, the biggest problem I have is anointing. They had they anointed Zach Wilson as a starter, and that's caused the, down to Salah or whoever made the decision because, all, you know, Zach, Zach the golden boy is the quarterback, and there's no competition. And it, obviously he crapped the bed because look at the production. Now, whether it was too complicated by the floor or his work ethic or his talent or his mental state or combination of all of it, I don't know. But mm-hmm. it obviously didn't work. So yeah. let me say this too, Joe. Uh, Mike LaFleur hasn't got a job yet, has he? I, I guess now I, everyone, I heard. Uh, Salas said, yeah, Salas said, that, you know, he had uh, other opportunities. So I guess... You know, mm-hmm. maybe he meant the CFL. Did the CFL hire him? He didn't know yet. Canadian <laughs> Football League, USFL Listen. starting up too, Joe. Ted taking Joe. Ted taking shots. Not me, be, Joe. Joe, mm-hmm. he could be the he can be an offensive intern at the USFL level under a real offensive coordinator. How about that one? Here we go. Here we go. All right, Ted. <laughs> Listen, before I let you go, <laughs> sorry, quickly, Joe. give I'm me sorry, your Joe. thoughts. Give me your thoughts about soft. Uh-huh. Uh, being named, uh, you know, the uh, NFL Rookie of the Year and NFL Defensive Rookie uh, of the uh, oh, Defensive that. Player of the oh, Year wow. as well. Yeah, oh, wow. So he was named the NFL Rookie of the Year 
and NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, excuse me, by the Pro Riders, awesome. um, you know, awards. Give me your thoughts about that really quickly. Oh, yeah, Joe. I loved him in Cincinnati. I loved him in the draft, and a lot of people were upset when we drafted a corner, but he never let up a touchdown in uh, college, and he hasn't let. A, I, I don't think he let up a touchdown in the NFL so far. So he's a hardworking kid. He's, you know, he knows he's talented, but he's, he's he backs it up with hard work. So mm-hmm. I love the kid. Love the kid and just let him keep going and developing and doing his thing. We'll have to pay him eventually. But I would, I would love to see that guy be a Jet forever. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Listen, Ted, I got to slide off. I want to thank you for calling in, man. You have okay, a good one. You too, Joe. Right. Take care, Joe. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Phenom. Phenom, I'm coming directly to you. Phenom, salute. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, for those of you that do not know Phenom, he's a savage. <laughs> Phenom, listen, we're talking about it all, man. You already know. I'm going back and forth with people about Aaron Rodgers. I want to get people's thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think Jets fans are so against the idea of trading for Aaron Rodgers? Phenom, where do you stand with this, man? Man, great show, Joe, as always. Um, I'm I'm not in the camp of uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's a talented player, yes. Uh, in theory, could he put us over the top? Yeah. But, there's no, like, everybody's mentioned this stuff. Areas of need. Um, how, what is he, he going to do if uh, we can't protect him? Haven't we, haven't we seen this, this show before? Didn't we see this with Brett Favre? Kind of, sort of. Like, um, Brett Favre was a lot more team-oriented than Aaron Rodgers, but that's just my thought. Um, huh? Um, just more, more of how, a team how, guy. How, more of a team guy. Like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a talented player and has been given the carte blanche to run the show. And he mm-hmm. is he so, but but we have to protect. We would have to protect. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and and, yeah. and um, but that, we we're, we're know, deficient that, in the offensive line. We're deficient in the offensive, yeah, uh, offensive line. In theory, in theory, yeah, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. When you talk about us being deficient or us having issues along the line, it's not like we don't have the talent. Guys got injured. Okay, guys got right. injured this year, and I get that, right? Okay. But, again, they're going to come back healthy next season. Now, that was an unfortunate situation. Okay, Beckton went down, as we know. He should come back next year and be healthy. We already see that he's in amazing shape. He's lost weight, right? ATV, who's unbelievable, right? He's coming back next year. He should be good to go. You got Tomlinson coming back. There's questions about McGovern, but maybe you keep McGovern as well. He's not the greatest, but he's all right, I guess. I think your biggest question would probably be at – whatever tackle spot that Beck is not at. So let's just say left tackle. We keep him in right tackle. Let's just say left tackle, right? You can get 
a player. You can get a left tackle. You can draft one still. It's not like we're going to trade a whole draft. We're just talking about giving up two first-round picks and a little bit more for elite quarterback play. Now, we're talking about protection as well, right? But if you look at Aaron Rodgers, his elite ability, right, wouldn't that mask a lot of our issues and deficiencies, right? The same way that Tom Brady masked a lot of deficiencies with the Patriots. He was getting the ball out of his hands so quickly, you didn't know that their offensive line wasn't the greatest until he left. And you saw guys getting hit and stuff like that. Well, because it's not Tom Brady back there. He's not making the adjustments. He's not reading things because he's not playing for you anymore. If you bring Aaron Rodgers in here, he does all of that for the New York Jets. If we were, if listen, even with all the issues that we had along the line, and again, even with our line being as banged up, they protected pretty well most of the year, even though they were banged up. Even our – I think we were down to like our fourth or third or fourth string guards at one point, right? Herbig and all these guys coming in, they, they were all right, right? There was some games, again, the Bills, but they were okay. But guess what? If we would have had Aaron Rodgers this year, the Jets no doubt make the playoffs. If we had Aaron Rodgers this year, we would probably still be playing right now. That probably would still be happening right now, right? So when you look at that, why are we not giving up capital – to get elite talent at a position that we have not been able to figure out for I don't know how long. When are we going to get that guy in here? Because we've been trying this whole draft thing, Phenom. We tried it. We tried it. We tried it with Geno Smith. It didn't work. We tried it with Christian Hackenberg. didn't work. We tried it with uh, Sam Darnold. didn't help him at all. didn't work, right? High in the draft. didn't work. We tried it with Zach Wilson. So far, it has not worked. So why can't we give up two first-round picks to bring in elite talent that not only will lift the football team on the field, but it will also help Zach Wilson because that's his mentor. That's the guy that can help him so that when he's done in the next three years I'll give him, we can then hand the torch off to Zach Wilson if we feel that he's going to be the right guy or we can set ourselves up to move on from him. Give me your thoughts, Fino. That's, that's, that's a great theory, Joe. That that you tied all those bows. I mean, you tied you and you got your eyes across all your teeth, Joe. It comes up the thing of beauty. But understand that that that's, we, we didn't we all that stuff he said was true. I mean, it could possibly be true. But we didn't. But in reality, Mike White took a beating. Mike White took a beating. He did. He took a beating. He did. And and. and and any quarterback moving forward, like I, I would hope that Makai Beckton comes back. I'm, I, I, I'm hoping that AVT will come back. All the things you said in a perfect world, but we know that that football, mm-hmm. we have to we have to understand that injury is going to happen, and our depth wasn't strong enough. So uh, uh, I would I, I don't want to go with a 39 year old quarterback uh, with a two year okay. window that's going to mortgage our future. When we're we're built to win in the near future, why? why what, mm-hmm. what are we in the work for? Does does the ownership want this move? Is it the ownership yeah. that's pushing for this? Is it or is it Joe Listen, Douglas? You know, like it, that's, it could be both. So, I'm being honest with you, Phenom. It could be both. It could be both because Joe Douglas. I'm sorry, Joe Douglas, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm sorry. A lot of people are, you know, dreaming that. Just because Woody Johnson said he, there's no playoff mandate, let's be serious. We know that Woody Johnson, in somewhere in his mind, makes knee-jerk moves, and if the Jets come out and don't get it done again 
and you can't sell the fan base on buying tickets, he will make a knee-jerk move and fire people. Sellers job can yeah. be on the line. We know that, and I'm, tell me if I'm wrong, right? We've seen this before. We've seen him make knee-jerk moves. There was rumors about him wanting to fire Sella last year. There was, there's already been rumors about Joe Douglas's job being on the line since last year. Please tell me if I'm lying because <laughs> it's been swirling. No, no, yeah, yeah. If you do not get it yeah, done, yeah. I can see them getting, getting out of here. So Joe, it would behoove Joe Douglas and Sulla, you know, to sit down together and make a move, you know, and figure out who their guy is and make a move and aggressively go after them. Like we've already heard publicly from Sulla that they want to attack the QB market. Woody Johnson has already come out and literally said, I am willing to spend big big and he never talked like that i'm willing to spin big he talked about the qb the quarterback position being the missing piece give me your final thoughts on that you know i i i don't i would rather go for car i i think we have okay. my, my point of view is we have more needs to fill than the quarterback quarterback is important don't get me wrong it's high priority mm-hmm. if, if we can if we can get car i'm more on those lines uh, and then okay. and then we can fill in the rest of those positions, and we still have the user on our side, and and it moves on. And, but but like you said, maybe the, it's internal pressure from the ownership, and and but mm-hmm. but but then but then but, but uh, moving for, moving forward, uh, Lafleur got signed with the Rams. So I thought he. Was, I thought something about him moving with the Rams. Yeah, they were talking yeah, about that. Yeah. That he. I didn't know if it was official or not yet. He's not going to be an SSFL coach. He's not going to be in the U.S. He's not going to be in the Canadian Football League. No, they signed him for a reason. Like, like I said, this was a young regime. In the perfect world, in my perfect world, all those guys get to grow for one or two seasons, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so here we go. Uh, yeah. I, am I still excited? Yes. But but what, what, but it's all going to play out, and we're going to be we're going to be we're going to be it's going to be very interesting which weather way it happens. If we get, if we yeah. get car or if we get Aaron yeah. Rodgers. So great show, Joe. Yeah, listen, Phenom. I want to thank you for calling in. I got to slide off two zero two. Be ready. I'm coming to you again. Thank you, Phenom. You have yourself a good one. All right. All right, man. All right. Listen, we're continuing with the lines. I know they're hot. We'll get to everybody. Conversation's heating up. I want to hear. I want to hear from you. So, 202, we're coming directly to you, everyone. Be patient. We'll get to everybody. Salutes, 202. You're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from. Give me your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers, you know, being traded to New York Jets, the possibilities. How are you feeling about it? 202? Going once, going twice, 202. All right, we'll come back to you later. We'll come back to you. You missed your time. We're going to keep on rolling. Next, we're going to go to my man, Steve. Steve, we're coming directly to you. Hopefully you're awake this time, Steve, because the last show, you failed it. (laughs) Salute, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in, man. Give me your thoughts. We're talking Aaron Rodgers. We're talking Jets. We're talking offensive coordinators. What are your thoughts about the possibilities of the New York Jets acquiring Aaron Rodgers? And if you were the Jets general manager, what is the most you'd be willing to give up for him? Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on your show tonight. It's always great to talk to you, talk about the mm-hmm. team. 
You, you know something, Joe? I think it is a chance that we have to take. You know, it was actually kind of funny. This past Sunday, uh, we just had um, my niece's uh, baptism, and I was talking to a couple of my cousins who were Jet fans, and we were talking about that it could be a possible rumor of Aaron Rodgers coming to um, to uh, to the Jets. One of my second cousins said he does not want Aaron Rodgers to come. It's not that because Aaron Rodgers, yes, he does agree that Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. He just, he just thinks that Aaron Rodgers is past his prime. Who says that? I mean, my, he's still one, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Oh, and, that, and that's fine. And, and all you know, I respect everybody. But here's the deal: How are we saying that Aaron Rodgers is past his prime? He's still putting up solid numbers. He's still a good quarterback in this league. He's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I mean, of course, he's not, you know, he's not 20-year-old Aaron Rodgers, but he's still darn good. He's still an elite quarterback, still. Yeah. He's still a guy that can hey, step in here. If he st- Aaron Rodgers will step in here and be one of the better, best quarterbacks the New York Jets have ever had. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Just out the gate. But, so, and you know, so, what is, so, I mean, what exactly? So, if he was past his prime or he was trash, nobody would even be discussing giving up two first-round picks for him. I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers no, and is you know that something, good. Joe, Go ahead. And you know something, you know something, Joe. Now here's my thought mm-hmm. about it. I think if the Jets do have to give up, you know, two first round picks, you know, for two thousand for this year and for next year in 2024, you know something with the talent that we have on this team right now from this past offensive, from this past rookie class that we just had, you know, we're about to have a defensive rookie of the year this year possibly an offensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. You know something, Joe? I think this is a chance that the Jets need to take. Because you made a good point on, on on the show earlier tonight. We have to find a way to play, like, in the second half of the year, year because of how so great our defense was this year. We could have been in the playoffs. And the thing is, and for once, as much as Jets fans hate Woody Johnson, for once, Woody Johnson literally finally came out and said that if I'm willing to spend big money on a quarterback this year, I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. You want to know why Woody mm-hmm. Johnson said this, Joe? I'm going to tell you why Woody Johnson also said this. Woody Johnson realizes how Jets fans have been frustrated for 12 years of not making the playoffs and he, I think he's saying deep down himself that he is sick of losing as well, well as as is the whole entire organization. Woody Johnson literally came out and said, "I want to win." That's why he's mm-hmm. saying, "I want to spend big money on a quarterback." Well, he also wants to he wants to put the team in the best position to win, like you said as well. But he, I mean, he's been here the whole time. Uh, he's frustrated, I think, at, at some points of not being able to be. You know, in the playoffs, if you want to get to the playoffs, you have to have a quarterback. He understands that that's the missing piece. That was the glaring issue here with the New York Jets, and it's the reason why we're not in the playoffs. If we had stable quarterback play here, right, we'd be fine. Mike White did give us that for a bit, but, again, there were injuries and things like that going on down the stretch as well. We had trouble scoring. If the Jets' offense was just slightly better with off with a leader that could – really prop up the offense, we'd be much better off. And he sees that clearly because this is a championship defense. We have a great defense. We can shut people down. Yeah. We can rest the passer. We can do it all. 
but our offense is terrible. So we've got to figure things out, right? And then we have offensive talent. We saw Garrett Wilson put up an amazing season, especially as a rookie here. We have Elijah Moore. We have this, but we don't have somebody to throw the football. Now, I want to give, get your thoughts on this, Steve. We're talking about wide receivers here. What are your thoughts on the reports about Elijah Moore and LaFleur, the gust that they had when he told LaFleur to go F himself? What are your thoughts about that, man? You know, listen, I got to be very, very honest with you. It doesn't surprise me of what Elijah Moore did because the problem was Michael Floor, I just felt this past year, did not know how to get the offensive player set. Now I can see their frustration of the reason why. And it's not only Elijah Moore. Zach Wilson said, I think, said it a few times too. Um, and a few other players said it, said it as well. I know Brees Hall said in his end-of-the-year conference, um, end-of-the-year season um, uh, uh, interview that, you know, he would love to have Mike LaFleur back. But let me tell you something. I think Mike LaFleur stepping down was probably one of the best decisions of the Jets' offense going forward. You know, and unfortunately, Mike LaFleur, why, why the Jets' offense was really, 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 really bad. I mean – now, now the thing is, Joe. I want to get a, I want to get a chance to talk to you about the offensive coordinator position. I know last week we didn't get enough time Go ahead. to get a chance to talk no, about it. No, you were sleeping. Because, it's not that I didn't give you. A yeah, no, I know. No, no, no. no. Which I do Don't apologize. even try it. <laughs> Slow your roll. I, I gave you more than enough time. You were snoozing. You were asleep at the wheel, Steve. We called you up here, and we said, we want to hear your takes. And you know what you said to us? Yeah. Okay. That's what you were doing. So give us your takes now, Steve, since you're awake. Now, the thing is, Joe – okay, yes, yes, I am fully awake. Thank you. Um, So the thing about the offensive coordinator position, this is my thing about what the Jets need to do with that position. They need to get someone who is very, very well offensive experienced. They need to get mm-hmm. someone who actually has had this job before before in the past. That's why why I have a feeling, and I know a lot of Jet fans would not want to get him, but if let's say if we do end up getting Aaron Rodgers in a trade, if let's say if that does magically happen, then I have a feeling the offensive coordinator that we would be bringing in would be McDaniel Hacken. Now, I know mm-hmm. a lot of Jets. If mm-hmm. you remember when he was the offensive coordinator for Green Bay for the few years from 2019 to 2021, oh, he was a phenomenal offensive coordinator. He, he, was, he was phenomenal in Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers knows his system. And if I think if Aaron Rodgers does end up coming here, Nathaniel Hackett, I have a feeling, would be the offensive coordinator that Salah hires. I mean, Joe, I guess I can ask you now this quick question. Yeah. Which is the offensive coordinator besides Nathaniel Hackett, because I know you did say you would be interested in him, who would be the Mm -hmm. offensive coordinator that you would like the Jets to have? Um, uh, you know, again, I've, I've, like you said as well, I've talked about Hackett. I've talked about um, Johnson from the Eagles. Uh, they've looked to interview him. If we're talking about a guy with no uh, kind of offensive coordinator or play calling experience, excuse me, um, I'd be interested in him as well. 
uh, there's some other guys. Joe Brady. I'm not against Joe Brady either. I know there's a lot of Jets fans that don't want to have anything to do with him, you know, for whatever reasons, right? But I wouldn't be against Joe Brady either. But I like Gary Kubiak. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would like to see Kubiak uh, brought in as well. So those are the guys that. But Hackett, I really like him. Again, he's worked with LaFleur as well, who runs the Shanahan system. So, again, you'd be very familiar with what we run currently. I know that they say that they don't care about keeping the scheme. But, man, changing to a new scheme and expecting immediate dividends from that, it's really tough to get. So those are the guys that I really like there. Yeah, Joe is. And you've said this before so many times. I mean, listen, I do understand from other Jets fans that, yes, during this offseason, we do need to get some help, like, in free agency as well because, obviously, there are Mm -hmm. some positions that the Jets do need to get help with besides the quarterback. I know people were talking about the safety, and, you know, people were talking about, like, linebacker change and even possible changes, you know, But here is another Mm -hmm. thing about us getting Aaron Rodgers. If you want to get Aaron Rodgers on this team, the Jets are going to have to make some moves to save up some money, okay? Okay, like, like for an example, I think Corey Davis, he's not going to come Mm -hmm. back next year. He would save about $10 million. I know some people talked about maybe possibly letting Carl Lawson go. We would save. $14 $14 million. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. this is going to be some things in the offseason that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. listen, as much as you love these players, sometimes you've mm-hmm. got to make these decisions on letting them go. Because, number one, it helps yeah, you but save here's money. The thing. And number two, and number two yeah. it helps you their valuable players. Yeah, but here's the thing with that as well, and I think a lot of Jets fans don't think about that. When you're getting rid of players, and again, Corey Davis is a guy that I think you can move on from and be okay. He's often injured, lots of drops. You saw the emergence of Garrett Wilson, who was phenomenal, Elijah Moore, all these things. So he's the guy that you can move on from. But again, when you talk about getting rid of pieces like Carl Lofton and other players, you have to replace those guys with somebody who's talented, right, or more talented. So that puts more well, of an impact on the draft or, or grabbing other – yeah, I mean, people are talking about saving money. There's people saying that you should trade away uh, Quentin Williams so you don't have to pay him. But that's not no, you know, necessarily Williams, a good Quentin idea because he's an all-pro. All yeah, yeah. And, so when you look at the situation, there's things that we're going to have to attack and there's things that we're going to have to do. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. So, again, we'll get back to these lines. Again, salute to Steve when we lost them. We're going to get back to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Bill. Bill, I'm coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Bill. You know, Bill's always talking that talk. Listen, Bill, we are talking about it all, okay? We're talking Aaron Rodgers. We're talking Jets offensive coordinator search. I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Bill? How are you feeling about the Jets? you know, possibly trading for Rodgers. If you're the Jets general manager, what is the most you'd be willing to give up for him, man? Thanks for having me, Joe. Appreciate it. And you said it before, who is our quarterback who is in the caliber of of, uh, of, of Aaron Rodgers ever other than Joe Namath? Mm-hmm. Never had it before. Everybody's freaking mm-hmm. out now that we have this opportunity. It's like the failure of fear of success. Okay, he's a little older. Uh, but tell me what happened when you saw the Buccaneers get an older quarterback. 
all right, what happened mm-hmm. when you saw the Rams get a guy who's been around for a little bit. So you have to take these chances. You know, this is an opportunity. You have to take it. And this fear about, well, we have to cut guys to make cap room. If, if, if you bring in an Aaron Rodgers, that's a sign that we're in it to win it. I think guys are going to be willing to restructure their contracts and get some sort of negotiation to hang around. I don't think guys are going to want mm-hmm. to just leave when you get the final piece that they needed for this season to take it to the next level. And Joe, I was looking at yeah. the numbers. All right, the team scored at 17 points a game and gave up 19 points a game. So third best yeah. defense uh, from point standpoint. We, we needed a field goal. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All we need is a field goal and the guys not to turn the ball over. Okay? So I understand – People have a fear of, of success, but you have an opportunity to get a quarterback in who not only is going to set up for this year and those guys are saying, oh, he might retire next year. He was trying to get out of Green Bay. That's why he kept talking about retiring. Give him two yeah. years, and I know you've seen also he's had uh, discussions with Zach Wilson reached out to him. I don't know what kind of relationship yep. they have, but it couldn't hurt yep. to have someone there working with him. They said we wanted to sit back and watch a veteran. What better veteran are you going to get from the watch? I don't know. So exactly. Pull the trigger. Yeah. Whatever the whatever the draft picks are, if you have two first rounders, those two first rounders were not the difference between the playoffs uh, uh, in, in year one or year two. So if you if you had two years, you had these two guys that we gave up, they weren't going to take us to the, the playoffs. We all know that. Mm-hmm. We need a quarterback. Yeah. We need a guy's experience. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Because and Bill, I, I hear you. All right. But what are your thoughts about? the price tag that comes along with him well as well, because there's a lot of Jets fans talking about it. And again, it depends on who you listen to because right. originally it was 40 plus million immediately comes to him on the cap. Uh, Ian Rappaport, right. I believe talked about 60 million <laughs> coming. I, you know, I, I'm not a capologist, right? <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. not one of those guys who pretends to be a capologist. I know there's all kinds of things you can do to finagle. I remember when we, worked out some type of concoction with Ryan Fitzpatrick's contract so that he could pay him, even though we didn't necessarily have the money. It was a whole lot of stuff that went on, right? And we've seen the Chiefs and the Saints do all kinds of things to manipulate the cap. So, but what are your thoughts about that price tag and the impact that it could have on acquiring him as well as far as building, continuing to build out the football team? Because that's what a lot of Jets fans are saying, you know, that I speak with. They go, well, well yeah, the draft capital, but then i got to give up you know, 40-plus, maybe $60 million. What in the world? What are your thoughts about that, man? Yeah, there's a salary cap, okay? So it's like we can't go – like Woody said, he's like, yeah, I'll pay whatever I can do up to the salary cap. If they can work it under yeah. the cap, that's their job. So I don't know all these guys suddenly have PhDs in capology, like you're saying, like they know what the numbers <laughs> look like. You, I think you can pull up – everyone pulls up over the cap, and everyone pulls up uh, yeah. spot tracking. You look at the numbers – but like you said, there's magic. You look at the Saints every year; they're they're dead in the water. They have to cap issues, and then That's the season fact. starts. They have the same roster. So you know, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of unknowns. If if Joe is going to pull the trigger, he obviously isn't going mm-hmm. to scuttle the ship. He knows that he's got to make this thing work. And, and also, after we had um, McCagnan, you know. Okay, Spending every dime yeah. to find you know, free agency, Woody's not going to allow that. So the cooler heads are going to prevail. The, the team will get together. The, the management team will look at this thing and make it work. If they're going to pull the trigger, they're going to make it work because these guys don't want to have a job for two years. Everyone's talking about playoffs or bust. You know, we'll see. If they can mm-hmm. kind of get a, a situation where we show improvement with promise, obviously this is going to continue. So, you know, no one wants this thing to blow up. I mean, the fans, we're all passionate. We all want to see winners. We all want to see winners. But, you know, we have to have faith in the guys who are pulling the, pulling the strings behind the scenes and 
they'll get it done. If they can't get it done, it won't happen. Yeah. So my, my final question for you, Bill, because you bring in the heat, there's been a lot of discussion since, you know, the article came out from – a report came out, excuse me, from Zach Rosenblatt, Elijah Moore, you know, and Mike LaFour's situation. Again, it was kind of brushed – swept under rug, excuse me, and kind of brushed away. Uh, just kind of, you know, being a little gussed up, and then we really got a real look into it because Zach Rosenblatt and everything that he provided as far as Elijah Moore telling, you know, Mike LaFleur to F himself and how he was upset, you know, with him not being a part of the offense, you know, especially after that Packers game, getting no no catches. Also, you know, we heard players coming out saying the scheme was needlessly complicated. One of those players, right. according to the report, was Zach Wilson. What are your thoughts about that as we continue to look for an offensive coordinator? Is there a guy that when you look at him, you know, some of the candidates, is there a guy in that circle where you're looking, you're saying, uh, I don't want to deal with him. He could end up being another guy like LaFleur and we need to stay away from him. Yeah, I got it. Um, you know, the whole thing about it being uh, overly complicated, you know, I think coming in, we, we talked about every week in terms of just a lot of guys in motion, a lot of things going, a lot of moving parts. So I think the fans could see that that was going to be a problem. They hear from the players, kind of mm-hmm. confirm that. And, you know, if that's, I think that was probably what was the tipping point with LaFleur having to go somewhere else to take a look elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. You know, which is, you could get it. You know, you heard the stories about how it's too complicated for Zach. And, and, you know, he's a smart guy, he studies hard, but they, they came out and said that this is not an offense that you have a rookie quarterback or second-year quarterback master so okay i'll give him you know you give him a break on that and then for elijah going off when you look at that when you have zach going just first read second read run and elijah mm-hmm. you know the third and fourth receiver obviously he's going to be mad so it all makes yep. sense when you think about it that way and you know and again yep. these guys are going to pay millions of dollars you're going to look at this and say okay we made these mistakes we have to take to the next level and when they work with the next coordinator and they pick the next guy then obviously they're going to want someone was going to come in with flexibility. And I think we talked before about wanting you and I both want someone maybe a little bit more experienced who can adapt. I mean, yeah. the guy who comes in with a system that he has seen, and he's going to just do that. He's going to run through. That's what happened with before. Shanahan system, Shanahan system, Shanahan system. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, if that doesn't work, then what do you do? You know? So mm-hmm. I think they want to stay away from that. They want to obviously make sure things are kind of simplified, you know, and that's kind of, you mentioned the O'Shea situation. That was a guy originally I was looking at, thought he might show mm-hmm. some promise, but you know, like you said, that's like the same, LaFleur situation in terms of, okay, this is a guy who's just trying to be cute and confuse everyone. So, I don't know. I think it's Hackett maybe. Not Hackett. Um, not Hackett. Um, uh, the guy whose father was the, originally the guy you wanted to get. Um, uh, Clint Kubiak? You mean Clint Kubiak? Yeah, Kubiak. Yeah, yeah look at him. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, if the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, maybe you could look at him. But I'm still <laughs> waiting to see all the candidates who come out. There are a lot of guys out there, man. There are a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I want someone experienced who's going to be flexible. We saw LaFleur mm-hmm. was not flexible. Um, has something that's adaptable. You know, it's like, obviously, this, at different levels, it's different, but they make things very complicated. Every time you saw Gruden talking about, um, you know, on, on, on QB school, it's always overly complicated. So hopefully you get a guy yeah. who comes in, understands how to make things simple for Zach and can work the team, and, and uh, that's the guy I want. Yeah. Facts on my final question before I let you go, Bill. You've been bringing us some heat. Give me your thought about thoughts about Quentin Williams being voted to the Pro Football Writers All NFL Team. Man, what are your thoughts about that? We've also got some other guys as well. Justin Hardy uh, made the uh, Pro Football Writers AFC Team. Soft Garner, as we know, got the Defensive Rookie of the Year. 
and Garrett Wilson as well, offensive rookie of the year. What are your thoughts about all those guys, you know, being, you know, congratulated and being given accolades by the pro, by the pro football writers? It's, it's incredible. You know, because when have we ever seen that for this team in, in our experience? You know, it's, it goes mm-hmm. to showing that the, the GM and the coach, head coach can see talent. They bring these guys in. You know, they, they you know, drafted Quinn and drafted uh, – Saw she had a uh, Hardy kind of brought in, so it's just from a variety of sources. Now they just have to continue to keep building on that. It shows that the mm-hmm. league, you know, they, it's not the same old Jets. It's going to help with free agents taking a look. You know, they okay, it's going to be a stable organization. It's going to help with our perception. You know, just worldwide as a team, and it just goes to show that they got to pay Quinton now. So hopefully yeah. uh, that'll be the crowbar that we could take to the checkbook for Joe Douglas because he has had alligator arms in the past. So yeah, yeah. yeah, no, he's definitely going to have to pay up, and hopefully we'll be able to get a deal done because Quinnen has already come out and talked about how if we don't, yeah. he's going to you know sit out voluntary, and who knows how long that could go. But, Bill, yeah, listen, look, I want to thank look, you look for at, calling in. Look, well, ahead. Let's, let's look ahead, at the sitting out. When you look at uh, what's going on right now with the, the guy we're not talking about here in terms of um, you know our, our, our potential QB out of Baltimore, you know, he's, uh, mm-hmm. he's sat out. Year of injury, mm-hmm. you know, he had a uh, two MVP seasons and they didn't take care mm-hmm. of him. So now they're in a situation mm-hmm. where, you know, they they went to the playoffs. They look like idiots because they didn't want to pay their guy, and now they have to pay him because he's going to get paid. Lamar's getting paid. Yeah. Everyone talks about him coming. He's not going to. He's not going out. They have to keep him. So that's a franchise tag. Yeah. And then if they don't hit him with a big contract, he's going to walk. So you got to pay your guys earlier, sooner than later. So this whole thing about kind of dragging on and dipping in. That's you know, a fact. Of, Dragging along, it's idiotic because you're going to pay the guy more next year after the, the uh, next defensive tackle deal comes out that breaks the bank. So you pay him now, it's always going to be cheapest to pay him Exactly. Now. That's all I got. Yeah, exactly. That, that is literally what I was telling people, Bill, that I've gone back and forth with that I said, well, hey, you don't have to pay Quinnen because he's still on the contract. And I'm like, oh, yeah, gosh. well, it's better you pay him early because then yeah. what you're going to be doing is dealing with the next, whoever the next, you know, defensive lineman or defensive tackle, the next guy that's really going to set the floor, which is going to be higher than what it is now, then you're going to have to pay yep. him more than that. So right now, Absolutely. I think the, uh, outside of outside of Aaron Donald, I think uh, Leonard Williams or yeah, Leonard Williams is getting like 21 million something like that. I'm thinking right now to sign Quentin Williams, right, give him five years is probably going to be somewhere between 23 and 25. Well, who knows what the floor yep. can be when the next guy signs that's coming up? It yep. just move up to 20, 27 to 28. You know, like, come on, man. Yep. Just get it done. Yep. You know, and not and only was, that. Then everyone will complain, right? Yeah, and then it sends a good a good message to your locker room that, hey, if you show up and do what we tell you to do and you play your heart out, you'll be a Jet. If you play with him, yeah. then guess what that tells the locker room? We draft you, and we don't give a darn about you, okay? We'll, we'll do yeah. whatever yeah. it takes. We'll trade you before we have to pay you. And then how do you, how do you get guys to buy in? He's homegrown talent. Joe Douglas didn't draft him, but he was drafted by the New York Jets. He's been here. So, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have sold the money. I don't understand why some Jets fans. Yeah, yeah. I hope we do. Listen, Bill, I got to slide off. Yes, sir. I got to slide off, man. I want to thank you for calling in. You have a good one, all right? Take care, bro. Absolutely. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 516 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers again. When you call in, please be patient. We will get to everybody. Okay. Woo. 
Man, I've gone back and forth with so many Jets fans about Quinn Williams. There are people that literally want to trade him instead of paying him. And I'm like, why? <laughs> what is the point of drafting then if you're not going to give guys second contracts when they perform on the level that he's performed? What's the point? Right? We're all about keeping talent around here, especially talent that provides the type of impact that he does. He literally leads the team in sacks. It's him. At one point, I think he finished the league or finished the, the year second in sacks amongst interior defensive linemen, but most of the year I think he was first. Come on, we gotta we gotta keep it rolling. Salutes to all the savages as well. Larry Coleman, salutes to you. Larry Coleman says, Joe, I'm going to be honest. I know we believe a QB will fix everything, but that's not true, man. We need to build this line and pay Quentin Williams before anything. Take care of your own guys first. And listen, Larry, salute to you. I want to hear you, all the savages in the chat. And I hear exactly what you're saying. But we can do both. You can still continue to build the line with the rest of the draft picks that you have. You can pay Quentin Williams. You know, there's all types of ways you can finagle the cap. There's still moves that need to be made, guys that are going to get cut. We can do all of those things. And if you look at this season, okay, we need a quarterback. It will fix a lot of things. You won't have to have the best line in the NFL if you have a quarterback that can decipher things quickly and play on the elite level that Aaron Rodgers plays on. Again, I keep telling people, great quarterback play hides a lot of deficiencies. I'm telling you, a lot of deficiencies. And when you look at the weapons that we have, my goodness, Garrett Wilson, look at he's, he has the single season rookie receiving record for us already, right? With up and down quarterback play. I just, I'm hearing it. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I don't know if getting Aaron Rodgers is realistic, but I'll tell you what, if it's on the table, the Jets should absolutely be looking at getting it done. We're going to get back to these lines again. 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Salutes to all the savages. Keep talking in that chat. Keep going back and forth. I'm going back and forth with you as well. People asking questions. Salutes. Xavier Poe, Larry Coleman, Phenom, Seeing Ghost, everybody. So we're going to get to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy Val. I'm coming directly to Val, man. Val, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. For those of you that do not know, that man Val, oh, he's a savage. Damn, Val's a savage. Salutes, Val. Listen, we're talking about it all tonight, man. Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people don't want him. A lot of people don't want to have anything to do with him. If you were the Jets general manager, man, what is the most that you would give up for him? Would you be interested in acquiring him from the Packers? All right, Joe. All right, here we go. So, like I said, he is my third option. I say okay. we got we to gotta talk to Lamar Jackson first. We, we got to see what's going on okay. with Lamar Jackson first. I, I wouldn't wait until the summertime. I would, my second choice would definitely be Derek Carr. I would see what's going on mm-hmm. with Derek Carr. The reason why you want to see those two first is because they're going to give you longevity. You don't want to keep looking for a quarterback every year. So, because Aaron Rodgers, and this is my problem with Aaron Rodgers, 
every time he loses and he and he gets bounced out, he's talking about retiring. Talking about retiring. He's been talking about retiring for the past three years. So do you trust him to stay here for two or three years? So and then we're gonna be back in the same situation. So those are my two first and then for Aaron Rodgers and what would I try to give up? I would give up my I'm not giving up my first round pick for this year. I would give up the twenty twenty four first round pick and then a second second pick for this year. That's that's the most I'm giving up for Aaron Rodgers. If so you my would, last now, choice, I would probably give up another pick, probably as well too. Okay, so wait. So if he's your last choice, and which I understand, and again, mm-hmm. Derek Carr is a guy that has to be traded by, I think it's February fifteenth. So let's do this. Exactly. Let's say the Ravens. Let's say the Ravens. They figure out some way to work some things out with Lamar Jackson. He's off the table. Okay. Derek Carr, you start talking to him, and he says, "Listen, because for those of you that don't know, he has a no trade clause. So you come to him, you say, hey, you know, we want to acquire you. What's going? On? I don't want to play for the Jets. Don't even bother, right? So you ain't going to get him either. So that's done, right? Don't even think about that. I'm not going to New York. I'm staying somewhere where I want to go, and I don't want to go there, right? So now you're looking at Aaron Rodgers, right? You're looking at Aaron Rodgers, and the only thing that stands between you and, you know, you acquiring him, right, two first-round picks and let's say a second-rounder, are you doing that? Um. Come on. I mean, listen. Come on, Val. I, I, I will have to give – listen, I will have to give it up because the thing is – <laughs> Y'all hear Val? See, you, you, got no, you got no more I have never heard Val. I have never heard Val make that sound. He said, I, 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 I. What is going on? Is your engine starting? I was <laughs> about bad alternator valve. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? What's My going on with valve? Come on, man. Real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you said, ah, 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 ah. Come on, valve. Come on now. Talk to me. Listen, Two man. First round the engine has been running for Are you a while, doing that? Uh, wait, sorry. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I said two first-round picks and a second-rounder. Are you doing it? He's the only option now. If That's he's the only option, he's the only option. Because then, then, okay. then you're going down to a lower tier. You're going to, like, below-average quarterbacks. And I'm not trying to go with the below-average quarterbacks. You're going to the Tannehills. You're going to the Mitchell and everything. We have to get that, that quarterback that could take us over the hump. And I feel like those are the top three, I feel like, that could take us possibly over the hump. You know, so. Okay. I, I will have to go with – I will have to do it. Okay. What, are you concerned about his price tag? There's a lot of Jets fans that I've had discussions with that go, oh, I wouldn't mind the draft capital. That's fine. I'll give up two first-round picks. I don't, I'm not tripping about that. But it's that that comes with. Again, it depends on who you listen to. Ian Rappaport says $60 million. You know, would you be willing – or is that a concern for you? $60 million on your cap? There's other people speaking about as well, $48 million combined, but are you concerned about the price tag that he comes with and the effect that it could have continuing to build around him with your cap, you know, being hamstring with what he, what he's, what you're going to have to pay him? How long is the the contract? Is it three years? Is he, I think, is he yeah, I think he's got like on the contract? Yeah, but I, I believe, uh, I know that they signed. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like over three, uh, the next three years. Yeah. And I think he the makes like an years. average, so what we looked at, the average was $50 million per pretty much. I think it's 48 
like point three combined with some stuff, but he's got like bonuses and clauses and all kinds of stuff. So initially it was reported fifty million per year is basically what they're saying. Uh yeah, I I will have to do it because the thing is like like I said, quarterback over we obviously we can't draft with no quarterbacks. Every time a quarterback mm-hmm. is on our reach we we turn the other cheek and then we just get the wrong quarterback. So I feel like we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to go that route. And um, I'm not huge on Aaron Rodgers, to be honest with you, man. But it's just like, okay. if we're going to have to get that quarterback play, that, that possible, possibly MVP type of quarterback and stuff like that, and, you know, I, I, I would say we have to do it and stuff. But, um, yeah, because if you're saying it's three years, our rookies will become up for contracts around that time. So then we can get rid of Aaron Rodgers around that time and then hopefully – find a new quarterback at around that time, too, if he doesn't retire in the, the very next year of us getting him, mm-hmm. you know, because <laughs> he's always plotting of, you know, thinking about retiring after every year and stuff. Well, so, yeah, I, I think the, that's the, my concern. The talk about retiring, the talk about retiring could just be to, you know, get out of Green Bay or move forward. We all know that, you know, there's a lot of things that goes on with him. But I look at the situation, and, I, and I've spoken about this multiple, you know, Jets fans, and, again, we've been going back and forth all night. And I'm just, look, two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And mm-hmm. that's the option there. Again, Lamar Jackson, there, there's been a lot of signs that are pointing to him being able to work out something with the Ravens. They've already come out and talked about how he's going to be included be in the done. discussion when it comes to yeah, we'll, he'll be included in the discussion Do when it comes what to the, the next offensive in? coordinator, huh? <laughs> I said, that? "Do you see what division they're in?" <laughs> yeah, but I mean, without him, oh man, <laughs> like without him, they're in big trouble. So you got I think that they're going to probably get something done. Honestly, the more the most likely candidates to either be traded or not be on the team anymore, move on for it's probably going to be Carr and Aaron Rodgers, and I love Carr. I do. I think that he's good. I think he's a lot better than what people are saying. Again, I'm here on the West Coast. I've watched these guys. There's been a lot of stuff, but I tell you, if you can get Aaron Rodgers, even if it's just for two years, if you can get him uh-huh. and that's the guy, I'm grabbing him, man. I'm grabbing him because so you just, so, not just Joe, what do you feel like he can table. get us to oh, Super a Super Bowl in two years? Okay, yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I'll answer that in a second. Given the history right now, yes. of him getting bounced out yes. for the first and second yes. round. Okay. Yes. We have the number four. I think we had a, a, a like a we had the fourth defense overall in the league this year. Look at look at our games. Like how many okay. games did we come into and people said you're going to get blown out? Listen, we're not out. losing six. In there was a, a lot of games earlier this year. Remember that? <laughs> you're you're going to get that. blown out. Yeah. What would you say? I said we we are not losing six games in a row with Aaron Rodgers. That is not happening. I'm just <laughs> that's what this is, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's a lot a lot of a lot of things. Again, this year there were so many games we were coming into. Remember, we were supposed to get blown out, and our defense just held us in. Earlier this year, people were yep. like, "Whoa, this Jets defense is really good," and they just continued to get better. But they would get gassed because they was on the field all game long. And like you said just now, and I was just about to bring that up. That's what I'm saying. You bring good takes. If Aaron Rodgers is on this roster, there's no way we lose six games in a row because our offense can't produce. There's no way we go 31 possessions without a touchdown. 
There's no way we go three games at the end of the year without scoring a touchdown. There's no way we struggle early in games to put points on the board as well with Aaron Rodgers as a starting quarterback in the New York Jets. And That's all of true. those things would have equal to wins, all of them. All of it. And, and then, Joe, right. on, on top of that, how many opportunities right. the defense gave the offense? So many Bruh. opportunities. And we did not Bro. come through. That's why I couldn't blame the defense at the end of the season. <laughs> they were so burnt out. They've been on the field Bruh. all 17 games. <laughs> they, yeah. kept us, they kept yeah. teams that were scoring high to a low-scoring game. Even the, um, the Bengals mm-hmm. game wasn't even that high. And they kept them a low yeah. scoring game as well too. I'm just like, man. man. Even the Bills, the Bills could even mm-hmm. score a high, um, could even get to the 30 points or or high 27. They couldn't even get to 27 points. They only stayed like no. 20 or 19 points or something like that. It was the defense points. did they, really they good. Had, yeah, they had 20 points each game. We were in so many games; it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So and we draining. Played, we so faced teams this year. We, uh, we faced team this year that had high-flying offense. Detroit, one of the better offenses in the league, 20-17. to 17, That's how we lost. Not 42-17. Yep. Not 50-17. to 17, It was 20-17. to 17. That's how we lost. Okay? That's how exactly. we lost. Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So many games this year. Minnesota. Minnesota, one of the better teams in the regular season this oh year, had God. one of the better offenses, 27-22. That's how we lost. Not 47. Mm-hmm. Not 57-22. Twenty-seven. We were in all of these games. Look all at those two Patriots games. games. <laughs> oh mean, my god! <laughs> and every, and all of the games. That was what that. That's those games. That's was, what, those games were wins for us. Wins. <laughs> it was just a quarterback play. I was like, oh play. my god! If we had Brees Hall yeah. in that game, and I just felt so bad because mm-hmm. if Brees Hall and AVT was in those games. We would have definitely win those games, man. But I was just mm-hmm. mad. All we was missing yeah. was a quarterback. That's why I said we're not losing six games in a row with Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr or definitely not no Lamar Jackson. That's why I said we need to get no. those type of quarterbacks in here. And no. By any means. Uh, if, we, if, we have, if we have Aaron Rodgers, we win those two Patriots games. Easy. We win those two games. Mm-hmm. We're in the playoffs. We lost one of yeah, we're in the playoffs. That's the, and this oh, is what I'm oh, saying. Oh, matter of fact, it's, we're number one. We're, we're number one in the division, too, by the way, too, <laughs> if we win yeah. those games. I, I'm telling you. It, it's, it's, look, I, and I get it. And, again, I, I know we're talking pipe dreams and we're discussing. We're going to continue to have discussions throughout the rest of this offseason about this team. And, look, I, I, I've talked about the realistic possibilities. It's realistic for us to make the move for Aaron Rodgers, and I just do not understand why some Jets, even if it's a two-year rental, because guess what? In those two years, we could possibly win a Super Bowl. And I will take that. I'll take it. Yeah. You want to know why? Because we haven't won one since the 60s. Okay? <laughs> we haven't been in the playoffs in, what, in 12 years. We haven't been in the playoffs in 12 years. I was going to go to playoffs, bro, but you went the championship, bro. Yeah. It's been a drought. I went straight there. It's been a huge drought. There. Yeah, you went straight yeah, to the I did. 60s. Oh man, I went. Oh, man, I, I was going to say we th- haven't been to the playoffs at twelve, but oh man, all right, we're going to swing to the sixties. Wow, I'm, here I'm we going go. There. I'm going straight there. You get Aaron Rodgers on this squad? Are you crazy? That immediately know, puts man. us in go mode. Foot on gas. I'm driving fast. Okay. Yeah. 
this is why I, I don't understand how Jets fans – and I, I understand the implications on the cap. And we'll get to the callers. I see y'all. I'm going to come to y'all in a second. But me and Val, we vibe. Listen, I get it. Yes, sir. But you get Aaron Rodgers, okay, and things change tremendously here. And, again, we have weapons that we're succeeding with up-and-down quarterback play. Think about how much more deadly we become as an offense with Garrett Wilson. Now with Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. throwing him the football. With Elijah oh, Moore be a... actually being able to get the football now. Oh, my goodness. The tight end usage. C.J. Uzama oh, turned back man. into the guy that we thought we were getting, right? Because now you got a guy and that can be fast, that too. understands defenses. Yeah, the running game improves as well. My God. You can't stack the box anymore and just say, okay, we'll stop breathing. Go ahead and throw all out blitz at Aaron Rodgers. You can't beat, you can't beat us like that no more. Not at all. Bruh. That's how, that's how every, every team seen that Patriots game and the, yep. um, the Detroit Jaguars, um, Seahawks all did the same thing. Stack that box and let the quarterback be the quarterback. And that's what failed Fact. us this year. Fact. When, when Billy Tech figured this out. As soon as um, yep. ABT and Brees Hall was going out of the picture, we collapsed. We did not know how to adjust at all. Facts. That's what Facts. that's what happened to us this year. We got exposed. Yes, because the quarterback, offense got the quarterback play was so bad. Because the yeah. quarterback play was so bad. Zach Early exactly. lost the game running backwards in Denver. Unbelievable. Two Patriots games. Unbelievable. Right? Because he can't understand how to run a functional offense. The quarterback play was at bad. All. It's been the same game plan from you start. And, again, you bring in Aaron Rodgers. Guess who can mentor that out of Zach Wilson? Aaron Rodgers. If you can't learn oh, under Aaron Rodgers. Is, is Zach Wilson still going to be here, though, with that $20 million? He's still going to be here. And we have to pay they're not, Aaron Rodgers? They're not going to cut him. If, if right now, okay, from where okay. I stand, and this is going to be the last word because i got other callers, but I want to I get to them okay. as well. Listen, he's yeah. going to be here. He's going to be here. He may not be the starter at this point. We're sitting here right now. The way I'm looking around. Mm-hmm. With all the options we got, I don't think he's a starter, but they're not going to trade him and they're not going to cut him. I don't think they will because if they do that, first off, Joe Douglas is going to get a hard, you know, people are going to start looking at him like crazy, like, hey, this is the guy you took off. But every single thing that they said about him, they're going to coach him through hell or high water. That's directly from Sulla. If they wanted to move on from Mm. him, they would have made it clear. Mike LaFleur came out and said things before they moved on from him that I that I think were to show the picture or starting to kind of look at the, look at the, uh, what they're probably going to do with him. And that sit him behind a veteran because that's what they said. That's what Michael Floor said. He would have benefited sitting behind a veteran. That's why they sat him the first time to get the reset behind my, listen, to reset a quarterback. And I know a lot of, and I get it right. It takes a lot longer than two or three, four weeks. It takes a long time to reset quarterbacks. You have to work out his mechanics. You got to think he's been throwing like that for a long time, for his whole life. His inability exactly. to read defenses, the changing into the NFL, he's been doing stuff like that his whole life. It takes a it takes a long time to coach that out of a guy. He's if he's going to exactly. be here, which I believe he will be here next season, it's going to be behind a veteran quarterback if the Jets can make it happen. And if it's not one of the three, I believe they'll bring back Mike White if need be. Right, but he's oh, gonna be yeah, here. Bring back my he's gonna he's sure. gonna be a backup from what we're sitting right now. So listen, Val, I gotta get to these callers, man. You already know me. You go back and forth. Thank you for calling. In. Oh, Next yeah, time I have a show, I want to hear from you, Val. No doubt. Absolutely. And I just you have say your real quick. 
Congratulations yeah, to um, Quentin Williams and Sauce Gardner. Y'all definitely deserve it. You was hard on Sauce Gardner yeah. at first because you was like, listen, this better be the guy. This better be the guy if you're going to pick him this high. He I was. showed it. But, I was. All right. I was. I was. <laughs> I was. 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 I was like, hey, man, this guy better be the guy, and he was the guy. So we're keeping into these lines again, 515 Again, we're coming up short on time, but we have more than enough time for the callers. Next, I'm going to my guy from North Carolina. I'm coming directly to you. Dwayne will come to you in a second. Don't worry, other callers as well. Salutes to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, we're talking about it all. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm going back and forth with people about Mike LaFleur. What are your thoughts about the possibility of the New York Jets trading for Aaron Rodgers? If you're the Jets general manager, would you be willing to give up two firsts and maybe some more picks for him? Oh, how you doing, Joe? It's so great to be able to get through to you tonight. Pretty good. So far, Mm -hmm. so good. Enjoying my last night of rest. Well, I got to get back to work tomorrow, so (laughs) – I, all right. So far, Salute. so good. I get that money. Get that money. Thank you for calling. Yeah, that's right. That. That's right. You know, I've been uh, thinking about this situation. It's uh, very distressing for me because, you know, I've been, I'm an older Jet fan. I've been in this a long time. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks yeah. come and go. And I'm just hoping mm-hmm. that we can pull the trigger on one of these quarterbacks and try to save Joe Douglas's job because now we're here. You know, you never know what's real and what's true because I don't yeah. want to see Joe Douglas – pushed out of the door because I think he's done such an exceptional job of rebuilding mm-hmm. this franchise. I think he's probably my favorite general manager of all time. You know, his body of work is, uh, speaks for itself. It's been very good. And uh, hopefully we can get something done with Rogers. Cause I think having him as a member of the New York Jets has its benefits. No doubt about it. You know, him being a veteran and there's a possibility mm-hmm. he can help us on different fronts maybe uh, get to Zach and talk to him and maybe somebody he'll finally listen to and try to get his head together. Cause most of what's wrong with Zach Wilson is mental. He needs to really, really clear his head and get his mind together. And I think it's kind of a culture shock coming to New York and dealing with the rabbit fan, fan base. I don't think he fully understood what he was getting into mm-hmm. the base that's hungry to win. And then him being mm-hmm. young, he looks young. You know, obviously he's going to act young, you know, being just a kid. Basically, he's not ready for what uh, for the undertaking of being the Jets quarterback. I think he should have been redshirted two years and then, you know, brought along more slowly. Hopefully, we can acquire Aaron Rodgers and he can help him with his, uh, I guess, that maturation process or help him to um, take that next step in his career. I figure two first-round picks is, is probably about right. But now yeah. you start talking about a third and maybe add some additional picks. I'm I'm not sure mm-hmm. that price is kind of high because we, like I when I spoke to you good? last time I talked about our cap flexibility and uh, we're mm-hmm. not going to have a ton of salary cap like we had in years past. Well, we had 80, 70, 80, 100 million in cap when Isaac was our GM. And over the years we have managed mm-hmm. our salary cap very well. This time around we're not going to have all that flexibility, so we have to be careful. Mm-hmm. With little, with little, you know, with little uh, draft picks we do have, we can't give up all mm-hmm. our draft. I'm willing to give up the two no. first round picks, the 13 this year, mm-hmm. which has value, and maybe a first mm-hmm. round next year, and that's it. Let me keep all my other picks, 
and hopefully, I don't know what the comp formula is for Joe Douglas, but I imagine we're going to lose some people. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can get some uh, compensatory pick, maybe mid-round compensatory pick, and hopefully all that mm-hmm. together will still be more than enough to add the additional pieces to this team. I feel we're very close to being able to make mm-hmm. a run for a Super Bowl. If we can upgrade the line, get our franchise mm-hmm. quarterback, get us a run-stuffing massive uh, Haloti-Nada-type defensive tackle, and get us a safety, a Jordan Battle, a Brian Branch, to bolster the back end of the Jet defensive secondary. I think that's it. And I think just getting some people yeah. healthy, you know, Vera Tucker, Beck, Beckton, you know, the um, you know, the regular culprits, we can get those people healthy. Brees Hall, notably, we can mm-hmm. get those people back on the field and just get this thing lined up. I've been hoping we can line all these pieces up, you know, get the quarterback, keep our mm-hmm. team healthy, and then we'd be formidable, you know, strong enough to actually match up with these top-tier teams and uh, mm-hmm. give them all they can handle. Now, getting Aaron Rodgers, I think, would put us in that position, even though I yeah. have to admit well, he's a little little older, you know. Yeah, I, listen, listen, and I hear exactly what you're saying. I would have no issue giving up more than two first-rounders for Aaron Rodgers at all, I, I, even if they want some picks in the next in that next draft, a, a second and a, or a second-round pick or another a, a third or a fourth or whatever. I have no issues doing that whatsoever because I think we have all the other pieces that we need, especially with guys coming back healthy. And I think what he does here, and I've talked about it all night, great quarterbacks mm-hmm. hide deficiencies. That's how they become great. Yes. Right? Because that's if you right. pay quarterbacks in this league, and that's a lot of people you know, don't necessarily think about this, as you pay quarterbacks in this league, it makes it hard for you to build your football team. That's why guys, you know, like Patrick Mahomes, all these guys, they make so much money, it's hard to be. You have to draft well. You have to do this, but you're not always going to hit. But their ability, because of, they have the ball in their hands all game, right, as a quarterback, you're, you're going to be the guy. You under center. You take that hike. You can lose a game with great quarterback play or bad quarterback play, excuse me. You can also win a game based off a of great quarterback play, too. So because of the impact that they yeah. have on the game, they can hide deficiencies. I've talked about it. Tom Brady, he had deficiencies with the Patriots. And when he left, you saw all right. of this glaringly on, along that offense. The same thing when you see Patrick Mahomes leave a game. There's deficiencies. They changed their offense completely. Uh, Andy Reid did that beautifully in the game when he went out with the ankle. But they weren't running the same type of offensive style that they would if Patrick Holmes was in there. They started running the ball more. That's right. You know, their quarterback took care That's of the right. ball. So you see these things and guys go down. But I tell you what, the type of, of impact that Aaron Rodgers would have here, again, even if it's two years, right? He's old. He's a lot older, yes, but he's still an elite quarterback in this league. I'll take that. Two first-round picks, you can give me that. Now, we're getting to the time zone this. I would like to say go this, ahead, too, before I have to go. go Hopefully, if Aaron Rodgers does decide to come to this market, I hope the media will give him the courtesy and at least give him a honeymoon period of the first year with us and be on their best <laughs> behavior. Because I remember back in the day, the Joe DiMaggio, oh, yeah. the Babe Ruth, the Lou Gehrig, yeah. the media honored. Uh-huh. They had a relationship with them players, and they used to honor and respect them. Nowadays, the media don't care. It's all about getting their no. story out there, getting a scoop, getting ratings, and getting money in their pocket. Hopefully they will give the yeah. courtesy and respect to Aaron Rodgers. That's a big, big concern. You know, him coming from Green Bay, that's a big jump coming to New York and dealing with this um, media base, Listen. you know. I'm, I'm from yeah, New York, so happening. I used to read the New York Post and New York Daily News, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty rough there. You know, you could take players yeah. of his caliber. Reggie Jackson left Oakland and came to New York Yankees. He was under a lot of scrutiny because he got the big contract with George Steinbrenner. There was a lot of expectation on him to perform at a high level, mm-hmm. and the same expectation will be on Aaron Rodgers. 
I just keep my fingers yeah. crossed that he still has something left in the tank and give us at least three good years. The best case scenario is he gives us three excellent years, and and, and then yeah. between that time, Zach Wilson will finally snap out of it. Whatever's wrong with this kid mentally, he will snap out of it and mm-hmm. be ready to take the reins from Aaron. And yeah. that's uh, I think the last thing I like to say to you before I had to go. Yeah, listen, I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from yes. you, man, all right? Oh, all right. yeah, You definitely. have a good one. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines, 515-602. Next, we're going to Dwayne. Dwayne, I'm coming directly to you. It's going to be our last caller of the night. We're getting short on time. Dwayne salutes. I've been talking about a lot of different things tonight. We talk about Elijah Moore, blow up with Mike LaFleur. We've been talking about the guys that have come in for interviews, and we've also been discussing discussing Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people uh, against it, some people for it. What say you? Where do you stand? If you're the Jets general manager, would you give up two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers? Give me your take. Let, let me first apologize for not being definitive. Um, just like the, the uh, Lamar Jackson <laughs> conversation we had, um, I have objections, right? So, Okay, you know, Aaron uh, Lamar Jackson. It was his. It was his health. Aaron Rodgers. It's the time he's going to give us. I don't think he's going to give us more than two years. Um, mm-hmm. So to mortgage your future, I would say, uh, for you know, two first round picks for two years. Are mm-hmm. you telling me we're going to mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl? In two years, that puts us a lot closer. That puts us a lot closer winning the Super Bowl than we would be without him. Because okay. what are your other okay. options? Let's say, again, I, again, and I love Lamar Jackson. You do as well. I've, we've talked about him. There, it looks like he's going to stay with the Ravens at this point. They're already saying that they, he's going to be in talks with them for who their next offensive coordinator is going to be, which tells you they're going to strap themselves to him for however long. Carr, we'll see what happens with him, but he has a no-trade clause. Maybe he don't want to come here. Maybe they are. Maybe they want to send him somewhere else so that he's not in the AFC. That could be realistic as well for the Raiders. The the Packers, on the other hand, there's strong intent on him, on on them moving Aaron Rodgers, from what we're hearing. And there's also rumors swirling that they don't want him in the NFC. So when you look at the AFC, we're one of the bigger teams in need of a quarterback here, and we have the capital. And I get, you know, two first round picks. But we've blown through multiple first-round picks trying to find somebody to be our Aaron Rodgers. We already tried that. We tried it with Sam Darnold. It didn't work out here. We tried it with Zach Wilson. It ain't working out here. Right? We've blown other draft capital. Christian Hackenberg was just second-round pick. That was the worst. I don't even want to get into that. That was the worst second-round pick ever. I'm so glad Mike McCagney got fired. We tried it with other guys as well that did not work out here, right? So when you talk about draft capital, two first-round picks for elite quarterback play, if we had elite quarterback play this year, we would easily have been in the playoffs, easily. If we had elite quarterback play this year, you could argue that the New York Jets would be a Super Bowl contender. We have the fourth-best fourth overall defense. You look at the losses that we incurred. It's not like we were getting smoked in every game. No, we were in every single game, all of them pretty much, Right. Even the game, right. people literally said, you're going to get blown out. You're going to get, you have to get killed. No. We went to that Packers game. They didn't kill us. You look at, we lost to the Vikings. I think it was 27-22. They had one of the best offenses in the league. They didn't kill us. Nobody killed us. Our offense is what killed us. Zach Wilson is what killed us. Mike LaFleur is what killed us. So when you look at all the weapons that we have as well offensively, look how good Garrett Wilson was with the quarterback players up and down as you could get. 
Look at mm-hmm. Elijah Moore and the talent, the running game there. Everything changes when you bring him in. You can't, you can't defend the Jets the exact same way. You can't. You can stack the box if you want to against Aaron Rodgers, and that'll be a 67-yard touchdown for Garrett Wilson. Go ahead and do it. Please. Right. Let, me, let me give a few I more negative. Everything. Go ahead. Give me, give, I'll give you the final word on that because we're short on time, but I'll give you the final word. I'm all in if Aaron Rodgers. I'm just being clear. Go ahead. Let me just give you a few more negatives before I tell you why Aaron Rodgers is the perfect quarterback. <laughs> Okay, Two more negatives. You know my you go know ahead. my issue with Jets fans. You know Mike Lafleur was my guy. So yeah. another problem is we don't we're we're almost rebuilding again because we don't have that coordinator. We don't have anything definitive for us to uh, invest in a quarterback like that. But here's why Aaron Rodgers is the perfect quarterback. He's, if if his contract is big, and he only gives us two years. By the time he's done, we'll be ready to pay Garrett Wilson and Mm -hmm. everybody else we pay. Zach is Mm going to learn behind Aaron Rodgers. That's another Mm -hmm. perfect thing, right? We're being Mm -hmm. put in playoff. We're going to get playoff experience. That's another perfect thing. So by the time Zach is ready, and and it has to be Zach because we're we're probably not going to be in position for a first-round high-pick quarterback again for a little while. By the time Zach is ready, um, we're going to be able to pay him. We're going to be able to pay Garrett. We're going to be able to pay everybody we need. The only issue is, you know, how is our offensive line going to look? Because that could be a complaint. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, but you can use the other uh, capital that you have to build. You can use the sure. capital that you have left. We're not blowing out whole drafts. You can still use yeah. the capital to build. And um, he knew Matt. He knows Matt's system, so he can bring some of that mm-hmm. in as well, too, for similar offensive coordinator. I mean, it's it's damn near perfect. I'm a little objective about the, the, two, the two firsts, but if there was a time to gamble, maybe it's now. Now's the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. I got the dice in my hand, and I'm rolling, baby. <laughs> okay. I'm throwing them on the table. Give me a deck of cards. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm dealing. All right? I'm going to be the dealer. Yeah. If it's a time to go out and make something happen, you make something happen. And I'm telling you, we're right there. We're closer now than we've ever been. That's a fact. It's a championship right. defense, and everybody knows it. So if you're going to go after, if you're going to go big game hunting, and you want to solve your issue at quarterback, you better make it happen. So before I let you go, Dwayne, because we're short on time, i got a couple minutes left, but I want to get your thoughts on this quickly. My final question, what are your thoughts about Sauce Garner being awarded the NFL Rookie of the Year and the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year by the uh, pro football writers? Uh, he didn't play like a rookie, so he, uh, he belongs yeah. in the Pro Bowl. And when you do that yep. and you're possibly the top at your position, at a valuable position, mm-hmm. you deserve rookie yep. of the year. Um, yeah. Also, I do want to say before I go, uh, Brady and, and Monken. Um, I forget his first name. But Brady, that was in Carolina. Todd Monken. Monken is my guy. Yeah, Todd Monken. Okay, okay. And I, Joe Brady yeah, and Todd Monken. Okay. Yeah, Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, you, you guys kind of sold me on Aaron, man. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm yeah. just a guy up here. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a guy up here. But I got to slide off. I'm going to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, Dwayne. I want to hear from you on the next show a little bit earlier, all right, my friend? 
I got you, man. Great show as always. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You have a good one. All right. We're going to continue quickly. We're going to get a final take here. I think this is 202-202. We're going to come directly to you before I got to go. Quickly, give me your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers, my friend. Give me your name, where you're from. Give me your thoughts on the Jets possibly acquiring Aaron Rodgers. Are you for it or against it? I'm so against it. So against it. And okay. I'm sorry earlier I take myself off mute. And I know you got to go. And I wanted to come back when you, when you were talking about this earlier. Sorry, I have my okay. own show to do. But I just wanted to say, no, I think it's a horrible idea. But let me just say this to you real quick. Thank you for the show. Thank you for okay. being a Jets fan. Thank you for doing a show like this. Absolutely. But the reason why I say no, the Jets' problems are not with quarterbacks. We need to stop hiring defensive coaches. The last three, we've had all defensive coaches. We need an offensive-minded coach who's really good. We need a Belichick-type even with Belichick dealing with the, you know, with, with a horrible quarterback, still got those guys, you know, far enough in the season uh, to at least look like they had a shot. But we needed an offensive-minded coach. We don't have one. We don't. Woody Johnson won't hire one. I hate mm-hmm. these defensive. Even though I like Robert, I don't like mm-hmm. defensive coaches. And it's been a, a mainstay okay. for for too many years. And you, I mean, you know it. I don't yeah. have to tell okay. you. Okay. Well, listen. listen. Listen, I, I hear you. What is your name again, my friend? I apologize. It's Reese. Reese on the radio. Everybody calls me Reese on the radio. Listen, Reese, I got to go because I'm getting really short on time. I, I, I understand your perspective. I don't necessarily understand. I don't necessarily agree, right? I think the seller has done a lot of phenomenal things here. But our issues is court. When you look at what Zach Wilson did this, this year, it was horrific, right? Missing guys, wide open guys. We've had issues offensively. I think you can have a defensive guy as long as he brings in the right personnel or as long as the right personnel is in place and the right coaches are in place, right? I thought Michael Floor might have got scapegoated a bit, but still and yet we're sitting here, and I think that getting Aaron Rodgers in here would improve that. But I got to go, Reese, because we're getting ready to shut down right now. Next time I have a show – which is going to be – it's probably going to be next Tuesday Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Listen, Reese, subscribe. I want to hear from you because I want to hear your perspective, all right? Thank you, boss. All right, thank you. Listen, we're going to – we've got to go. All right, we're about to shut the show down. <laughs> they hate on me. They're about to shut me down. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, we need some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Go Joe Show. All right? Go ahead on Twitter. Type that in. Follow. I'll follow you right back. Don't troll me. No issues under the bridge. I am the troll that has my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times, all right? Fight on. I'm also on YouTube as well, okay? Go on over to YouTube, all right? Type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, okay? Subscribe, hit that notification bell. You want to troll me? It's right in the comments. We'll go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to call in and listen to the show. Interact with your boy any way that you do. You folks have the absolute greatest. Have a good one. Peace.